Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hemp present. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hemp present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event. The Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 27th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reef for Radio Warren and an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle. My goal is to spread the green flame of 420 Truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hempresent is Brazilian canophile Caio Zeppelini. According to Wikipedia, cannabis was first introduced to Brazil by Portuguese colonists in the early 1800s with their possible intent to cultivate the hemp fiber. But the slaves that the Portuguese imported from Africa were reportedly familiar with cannabis and used it psychoactively, leading the Municipal Council of Rio de Janeiro to prohibit bringing cannabis into the city in 1830 and punishing its use by any slave. Now fast forward to the future and since 2006, possession and cultivation of cannabis for personal consumption brings a warning, a community service and education on the effects of drug use. Uh, doesn't sound that harsh to me. Sounds like a good uh, step in the right direction. And the same measures may apply to the planting and or preparation of small amounts of any illegal drug. But don't be smuggling drugs because the uh, fines and sentences are severe and uh, Brazil. Recent stats have revealed that listeners to this show enjoy hemp present on multiple continents, and I enjoy speaking with cannabis culture folks from all over the planet. My travels have shown me the similarities that cannabis enthusiasts share as we are all dealing with very similar forms of cultural and societal pushback. Only by shrinking this planet and becoming more intimately accustomed to our collective struggle can we embrace our global impact and speed up our noble ascent upon that higher ground that we seek to attain at the zenith of our victories. Because, folks, prohibition and history will judge each other very unkindly. My guest today, Kyle Zeppelini, is a listener and cannabis enthusiast living in and attending college in Brazil. He's agreed to speak with me today about the Brazilian pot scene. Welcome, to Kyle, to Cannabis Radio. Hi, Vivian. Hi, Wold. It's a pleasure to be here today. Right on. So, so Kyle, tell us a little bit about where you live, 
what the climate's like, what the people or the culture is like there, and how you were initially introduced to cannabis? Well, I've been living for the last 15 years in João Pessoa. It's the easternmost city in the American continent. And it's somewhat of like a teeny tiny town. For a capital, it's very small. It's about 700,000 inhabitants. But it has a very thriving local culture, and also my university there, UFPB, is known for being a very multi-ethnical and also very international college. So we had a very mixing uh, area where we could have a contact with basically a good part of the world. Um, but unfortunately, the city as a whole, beyond the beyond the defenses of the university, was still a little bit conservative. So we had a, sort of like a sweet sour relationship with our land. We were kind of trying to see if we could make a step in the right direction uh, with the latest uh, developments that we we have had during that. But unfortunately, we still are struggling with. Um, a very conservative uh, country here. Uh -huh. uh, well, and regarding myself, I'm a kind of a newbie. I've been introduced to cannabis in maybe 2014, when I was about to begin my master's degree. And ever since that, it kind of became a very passionate relationship, not only for my daily enjoying, but also because cannabis helped me go through with some very complicated aspects of my relationship and my with work and with activism as an environmentalist. It's very body straining. You get many injuries in some in some events, and sometimes you don't have the right time to heal. But cannabis kind of help you to regain some strength and soothe some pain so you can keep going on. Now, Kyle, you're a biologist with a master in science and zoology, is that right? And you're going for your doctorate? Exactly. And have you found, uh, how, how about relationship with cannabis and science? Um, I know that some great, well-known scientists uh, were really into pot. Um, how does it relate well, to your studying? It's complicated because in Brazil, both THC and cannabis are in, uh, in forbidden substance lists and uh -huh. botanical lists. Even though we've, we've been having some advances regarding medical cannabis and the, and the allowance of, of the, both the importation and cultivation of cannabis for medical reasons, we still don't have as much as ch as much chances as working with um, more deeper aspects of like biochemistry and pharmacology. But still, we have um, some very very interesting groups uh, working with uh, aspects of law and economy, trying to give us the first boost that we need in theory to start proposing a real legal market of cannabis and uh, real cannabis legalization. You've got uh, a situation right now where you've got a couple measures being considered by the Brazilian Supreme Court, right? One for kind of a, a legalization model, kind of like we have, and one for more, uh, more decriminalization, is that correct? Yeah, we have the extraordinary appeal that is uh, going through Supreme Court, which uh, discusses the constitutionality of criminalizing both the use, 
production and ownership of drugs for personal use. Uh, so far, we have like two and a half votes saying yes, it is unconstitutional. A half because one of the Supreme Court justices voted just for cannabis. But with a little House of Cards um, kind of twist, the next Supreme Court justice that was evaluating the matter had unfortunately been deceased during a plane crash recently, and his substitute is a, it's a complete reform madness, a fictionado. He has been made kind of viral here in Brazil during uh, his visit to Paraguay, where he was filmed with a machete destroying a, a cannabis plantation. He, he wants he wants to create something like the Plant Colombia too for the, Amer the South America. Kyle, how much of a stigma are you dealing with in Brazil from the drug cartels and the significant uh, drug smuggling that takes place in that region? You think that there's a connection there that that's holding back cannabis legalization? Oh, certainly. Uh, with the prohibition and the creation of big cartels like the ones we have in Brazil and Paraguay and Colombia and Venezuela. The region became sort of a stronghold for the global drug market and that earned them, uh, for most of the drug cartels, a lot of political power either through legal means, uh, air quotes here, the meaning that they could influence the real politics that we have, the official ones, and also a sort of informal, as they work sort of like a paramilitary power in many of the areas that they occupy. So, so, so even though that that even though legalization might be the most effective way to mitigate some of that stuff, they're not going to want that to happen. Well, certainly not, especially because it's not just about the dreads. It's a very racial and um, classist sort of war on drugs that we have here. It's not much different than what we have in, um, in the United States, but most of our prison population is due to drug-related crimes and charges, and most of them are young, black uh, residents from usually the favelas or the, the surrounding areas. So it's very targeted against people that were dislodged due to extreme poverty, people of color, people that are usually also from broken homes and other ethnical uh, groups like we have the, the Brazilian Native Americans. And also it's very targeted against um, usually what we have sort of weather migrants, people that were displaced due to extreme drought in the northeastern region and they sought uh, better conditions in big cities like Rio and Sao Paulo. So basically what you got is similar to where prohibition affects the same everywhere, which is it promotes a cycle of economically disadvantaged communities staying disadvantaged. Precisely. And it also has been sort of a proxy to keep um, other societal reasons and problems that we have here. Um, associated with the problems of police brutality and with the own violence that is that stems from conflicts between drug cartels, uh, this sort of conflict helps to perpetrate um, obstacles for access to basic education and health services 
uh, as many times the drug cartels prohibit uh, the functioning of schools and health units and even the visit of community health agents to the, the areas that need them the most. And that uh, feeds back uh, at keeping the same people that are outside of those uh, extreme poverty situations in charge of most of the education access and political power that keeps feeding it back and making it um, day after day more resistant to change as a political scenario. Kyle, are there reform organizations uh, in Brazil? Like I know Normal is an international uh, chapter-based organization. Uh, is there activist, uh, active reform going on? Well, um, we have several um, small organizations, usually stemming from student rights movements in the, in the federal universities that work with the local demands on marijuana reform and prohibition and organize what we have uh, a nation uh, sort of protest of all of ours called the Tokers March, in which um, most cities during the April 4th, April 20th, sorry, uh, we take the streets and we march. They're actually a very pacific and non-violent and a very loving and open uh, community that only that we only want to regain our right to consume a plant that hasn't killed or created any sort of problem for anybody. But we also have a bigger uh, players, including the Brazilian Order of Lawyers and Justices and some other international organizations such as LEAP. Nice. I'm speaking with Caio Zeppelini uh, from Brazil. We're going to take our first pause with the cause because there's a flaw in the laws and hear a word from our sponsors. Now it's time to come back with more questions real soon. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. 
We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with Kyle Zeppelini. Uh, Kyle, uh, how do you source cannabis? I imagine people in Brazil obviously got to go to the black market for their cannabis. Um, what's what's an ounce or an eighth cost? Well, uh, here in Brazil, we use the metric, so I don't know precisely oh, right. the conversion. <laughs> of course, but, three grams. What's three well, three grams cost? Three grams can go from as cheap as three reais, which would be something like forty cents. To as far as like 150, 160, but it depends if you're gonna go for the cheap uh, brick weed that they use muggle from Paraguay, or the sort of like wild varieties that we have here. They're kind of a dry grassy weed that we use. They're it's a, a little bit better than the dirt weed, but it's not very potent. Uh, and some people have the luxury to either cultivate at their own homes, although the importation of cannabis seeds is still illegal here. It was for it was illegal for a very short while, but the Supreme Court stepped back. And some others can also find in the bigger cities people that have specific grows that provide some strains, both local and international. So you do have some nice, light, green, stinky skunk bud once in a while coming yeah, through? Yeah, but surely not for the students. <laughs> um, what, what did folks in Brazil think? What did your friends think when uh, the first states here in Washington legalized? Do you guys see it as a, a trend that was happening? Was that exciting for you guys to know that that was happening? Well, we should get very hopeful uh, with examples like that, especially because they prove in reality that it can be done and that it, does, it doesn't disrupt uh, world peace or public order. Uh, but um, some of us are still a little bit shy on putting some more firm positions. Especially uh -huh. because, uh, like, the older generations and usually um, in, some, in some sectors of society, even in academy, which is sort of surprising with our history, we have people that condemn it blatantly and that can come to very severe confrontations uh, regarding opinion. But I believe that... Um, we are starting to get on the right track. It might still be um, a matter of like a decade or so, but we finally are finding our north to follow. <coughs> I know that growroom.net, I believe, still maintains a Brazilian web page uh, with cannabis information. Are there websites or web pages that uh, cater to a Brazilian uh, cannabis population? Uh, in fact, we have, and it's very, a very blooming sector, actually. We've, we are stopping to have only amateur and aficionado groups posting their own news or keeping forums, to have portals and YouTube channels and magazines and that sort of content catered by people that are professional and that dedicate themselves 100% of their time to that aspect. So today we have probably our um, 
our equivalent of the high times, which is Rempadão. It started as a blog and now it's a big uh, news, uh, independent news outlet, both on regular internet articles, YouTube, and a printed magazine, which is basically our first uh, printed magazine here in Brazil. Uh, and I'm sorry, what's the name of it, Kyle? Rempadão. Hemp, like uh -huh. the... Uh-huh. The riff. And Adão. A-D-A-O. Oh, got it. Got it. Hempado. Nice. And we also have um, some more um, entertainment and humor-oriented channels like Um Dois, which are doing for me one of the most important parts of our, our work as, you know, cannabis consumers and enthusiasts that look for being uh, real reform, which is showing that cannabis is something normal that can be used on day by day. And you, there's nothing to fear. It's something regular like taking an aspirin or just having a beer after lunch. Nice. So what kind of a, what kind of a cultural scene do you have in Brazil around cannabis? I imagine you have a large music and, and culture scene. Well, it has been ebbing and flowing, but now we have uh, a more distinct presence here. Uh, I believe that our most uh, iconic band will be Planet Hemp for obvious reasons, which kind of right. has been our Rage Against the Machine during the 90s and being the first band to openly have uh, music uh, dealing directly with Ganja and how it was just a uh, day-by-day thing and also discussing some things like police brutality and the political blindness and oblivion that permeates the cause. Today we have... Uh, with the in, with the advent of the internet, basically, we can we have a community that is starting to release their own ideas and their own material for everybody, and everybody's being able to know. So now we have been knowing people that have been in the scene producing uh, music and poetry and rap and literature and graphic art for the subject. It has been for over a decade, and now we have them on mainstream. And do you have uh, any any Brazilian celebrities that have come out uh, publicly supporting legalization? Well, we certainly have. Um, both from people that were known for being users since their like their early early arise to stardom, like uh, Marcelo de Dois, which was the lead singer of Planet Hemp, and People like Gilberto Gil, and basically most of the people from the Tropicalia, which was kind of the Brazilian hippies that we had here. Uh huh. And even some that were that tried, they didn't like, like for example Caetano Veloso and some other politicians like Cristóvão Buarque and another called Jean Willis, which is. The, our very own, very only force of defense, force of legalization and defense of reform in Congress. And through him, we've been gaining some traction and people are starting to get less shy and more confident about being able to talk about cannabis. And we need to address legalization in public media. Not, it's not more a uh, YouTube, uh, it's not just a YouTube thing now. We have in the soap operas and the late night specials, we have people talking about the situation. Is there industrial hemp cultivation uh, going on in, in Brazil? 
Nope. Um, basically, in the same uh, the same situation that you have in America, when they banish cannabis, they banish the whole genus. Um, most of the hemp products that we cultivate that we use here in Brazil, they are either imported from the Europe, mostly from France and Spain, some from China, and some from Australia and the United States. We are looking for introducing hemp as another commodity, which is basically the main force between uh, behind our economy here. And we do believe that it can be a very interesting commodity, especially with um, big semi-arid areas that are already showing that they are good for growing cannabis here in Brazil. But so far, we don't see any chances of seeing a real legal cannabis industry in Brazil. Interesting. Um, and I know, of course, that the rainforests are being eviscerated uh, incrementally and that there could be a great connection there. Um, how about hemp products? Uh, you see a lot of industrial hemp products uh, being used and sold in Brazil? Well, we have a lot in clothing and other and other certs. With clothing and shoes and other accessories, but they're mostly used by upper scale brands. So uh-huh. they're they are very expensive because they have to be imported and usually they're not even manufactured in Brazil. Um, and maybe the other big um, hemp product that you use here mo- almost every day are our rolling papers. Right. Um, hemp milk is a sort of a delicacy here. There's a, there are even people that go abroad and buy hemp milk to bring back. And in only very specialized um, stores, you can find other edibles like hemp cheeses and hemp protein. Hemp oils, things like that. Do, do you guys uh, have, have a lot of like alternative food stores, vegetarian type? Food stores, organic food, and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it has been um, a growing uh, demand here, especially in the bigger urb- in the bigger cities. But so far, hemp still hasn't been as common as we wanted. Sure. It, here in the, we have uh, a lot of we have a lot of already local and native options that kind of become sure. more ready available. Right. Uh, here in the United States, there's a kind of a growing awareness about hemp. And it's rolling history and and stuff like that, you know, with Jack Harris' book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, etc. Um, what kind of awareness you have going on in Brazil? What kind of work could be done in that area? Oh, surely a lot. Um, since we had a lot of political turmoil for the last 50 or so years, uh, we have democracy for less than 30 years so far, and it has been already threatened quite a lot in the last couple of years. So sadly, cannabis kind of became a, like a second priority sort sure. of struggle. We did have, we had to work a lot more with uh, like regional prejudice and sort of problems with the LGBT population and a lot of political, um, a lot of political persecution. But right now people are starting to realize that even though we, we, didn't, we didn't have so much of a focused task effort to push forward cannabis reform, it has been always kind of embedded in the other movements and it has been part of the history of them all. And with that, real, with that realization, we are starting to see a 
very positive uh, political uproar where people are starting to perceive cannabis as both the right and part of their history. Well, certainly looking at some of the challenges that the region is, you know, traditionally grappling with, uh, there's a lot of economic and environmental stability, uh, a lot of impact that to industry and agriculture that uh, that industrial hemp alone could bring the, the, the area, I would think. seems like there's a lot of opportunity for investment and for future uh, expansion of that kind of stuff in the area. Absolutely. I mean, we have already seen that Brazil has basically soil and climate that allow us to grow basically any sort of crop here. And cannabis, it's basically an herb, so it grows really fast and yields richly with very little um, effort and care needed to be invested. And so we really believe that it could be sort of uh, amongst other crops like cassava and corn that has been sort of the main, uh, the main like small-scale small agriculture commodities for um, agrarian reform and those movements, I do believe that hemp could play a significant role in empowering those people to fight for the reforms they look after as well. Very good. I'm talking to Kyle Zeppelini. We're going to take our final break. Hear word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back with our final thoughts. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Thousands affected by Hurricane Harvey urgently need support. Your donation can help the American Red Cross provide warm meals, shelter, and hope to these families. Please donate today. Go to redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text the word Harvey to 90999. Your support is critical. We cannot do it without you. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Introducing Blue Moon CBD straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with Kyle Zeppelini. Uh, Kyle, thanks so much for taking time out to speak with me. Uh, I'm, it's fascinating to hear about our folks uh, over in Brazil. Uh, any final uh, final thoughts? Well, mostly that um, I do believe that legalizing cannabis needs to be a global effort and that both the U.S. and us can learn a lot with each other and that the closest that we fight together, especially during the circumstances and how weird the world has been lately, both socially and politically, I do believe that 
whenever we can find a chance to work together and be stronger together, we can find uh, we can find better chances to really advance our our fight here. Man, you're talking my language, Kyle. I I totally agree with you, my brother. Um, I, I want you know any Brazilian activists looking to get involved regionally, uh, go ahead and email me at hempresent at gmail.com and uh, I'll put you in contact with each other. Uh, it's great talking to you, my bro. Uh, you know we're really all fighting the same struggles all over the planet. We all want the same things. We're all pretty much resisting against similar versions of the same things. And any time that we can come together and share our thoughts and desires, our strategies, our plans and goals, dreams. I think is always a good thing, man. So uh, I look forward to staying in contact with you, and, and you certainly take care, bro. Take care, mate. Now we'll get to a weekly feature of on CannabisReader.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. Unlike the United States and Europe, where the problem lies in the impact drugs have on consumers, in Brazil, the real problem lies in the power drug traffickers have over poor communities. And that is Robert Justice Roberto Barrasso, a Yale graduate and constitutional law professor, talking about 50 years of war against drugs, failing miserably, clogging jails, and creating a lucrative trade for violent gangs. That concludes this installment of Hempresent on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special Hempo Sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and token easy. And don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush, sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.